Okay, then, as the last and final statement in, uh, in this conversation, in pushing someone to actually start the, the, the assignment that they feel in their heart, the dream that they have, uh, the pursuits that they want to go to, one last final word about it. Okay, this is this is going to be profound. So okay. you, you, we're ready. You better listen we're ready. to this. I'm lifting. Okay. We're ready. Two words. Two words. Just start. <laughs> I'd say purpose is becoming everything that you were predestined to be. At its basic level, it's knowing what you want in your life. The platform that the Lord has kept or is keeping for for you and that's why you're here on earth but i guess it looks different for everyone it has to align with god's plan that is what he was destined to become every little thing we do should point towards that purpose yeah man a purpose i think it's a it's such a important topic Welcome to The Listener. I am your host, Lungam Caesar, and you're tuned into Fulfilling Purpose, a podcast dedicated to align and keep you in it through conversations filled with wisdom, heart, and scripture. Today, we have Brian Dakota joining us for a breakdown on the most important step you take in any journey. Although the approach is from a business sense through his company, Stilldot, we're also going to be talking about principles that you find in any journey. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. a bit of research on myself i just did a bit of research on the things that people find difficult in regards to study you know um and one i I want us to touch on for first now is the idea of you feeling like things have to be perfect you know i was talking actually to our friend i'm not going to say by name but i was talking to one of our friends he actually has a business idea that he actually wants to venture out in he's just he sees that his the mental leap he has to make now is being comfortable with the fact that you won't have it perfect, that you won't have everything set out for you the way you actually envision it in your mind, you see. So in regards to STL, do you feel like prior to launching it, you were at a position where you were completely ready to launch just based on the idea that you had of it? Were you completely comfortable? Was it ready in your mind to launch? Yeah, so ironically, the idea that I had something that i pondered for like more than six months and, and, and the thing is yeah me, that's how it works that's how I, it works i don't usually battle starting things but i think because of the fact that this was as i said like something that was so dear to me and also mm. um i think more than anything it is probably just the ridicule that i anticipated mm. after that thing because of the fact <laughs> that it was a new space it's something that i wasn't comfortable with yeah, and, yeah. um as i said like it's probably like a good six months that i was pondering the idea and everything sort of came about with the conversation that i had with like a friend of mine okay. so um obviously wouldn't mention names or anything are we not mentioning names today no, okay. not at all bro. <laughs> okay. not giving anyone any okay. platforms today bro. <laughs> 
dang. Yeah, so um, a friend that I met last year, he, st- he finished his master's in law, but uh, very, very like witty, business-minded. Mm. Um, and I had a conversation with him, uh, and it was like very informal. Though, so it was, mm. I think, over like a bride that we had in one of the balconies over here. And I asked him, like, you know, how did he make that mental leap to actually starting something? Because I think for me, it wasn't so much about the process itself, because I obviously was open to the idea of, of doing something, but yeah. I think it was more just uh, getting myself to that mental point where I'd be comfortable actually starting this thing and doing mm. it out there. So, um, something that he said to me that sort of stuck with me and I, th- I think that was pretty much what gave me like the quote-unquote activation energy just to to kind of uh you know get the ball rolling was um let me i'm actually not mess this up though let me mm. think of how how he, he phrased it so it was um you should never be ashamed of trying to make money mm-hmm. because if you are ashamed it means you're prideful and mm-hmm. it's that same pride that will keep you and your family in poverty Ooh. No, say it again. Ah, say it again. <laughs> say it again. You should never be ashamed mm. of trying to make money. Because if you are ashamed, it means you're prideful. And it's that same pride that will keep you and your family in poverty. Mm, say it again. Ah, say again. No, no, no. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that, bro. I'm joking. Yeah, so, so the thing is, for me, it was like, um, he obviously expressed the fact that he came from, like, you know, humble backgrounds. And the whole business idea and everything sort of um, represented an opportunity mm. to, um, you know, I, either advance an idea that he had or potentially have a positive impact in the world so i think mm. if anything i had to sort of get out of my own head um about thinking about the fact that everything is sort of about me because if if anything like the idea that i have essentially could be of use or um could benefit someone else though. so mm. i think if anything like i i, I had to sort of reframe my, my mind to to thinking about the fact that like irrespective okay, i have to sort of see this through and i think that was pretty much like the the conversation that I needed to mm. kind of get started though so um, I would probably just say try getting out of your own head and yeah, just start something on the basis of looking outside of yourself mm. I think is like a, a, a good place to start yeah so um, actually there was um, just uh, actually just a lot this week actually this week there was I was listening to a sermon about I can't actually remember what it was about but it really emphasized I wouldn't say actually emphasized but it just generally spoke about the importance of support the support that you'll have on your journey right and funny enough i was actually having a conversation with my other friend and he said to me because i was also trying to start something else i was trying to start something else but we won't mention things today because okay. yeah because because okay. it's like it's still no it's still <laughs> shine only today it's still shine only but he was basically saying that if you need this is what he told me he said if you need support it means you're doing it for the wrong reasons interesting that, that i genuinely found that so interesting that mm. the fact that it said that okay just looking at stl dot itself mm. how has support played a role in that before we discuss is support actually something you do need yeah. I, I i think um there's there's quite a few like cliche sayings around all of this but it's like if you want to go fast you should go alone and mm-hmm. if you want to go far you should go together mm. and i think for me like i always knew that um, I, I kind of want, or I had quite a few ideas and things that I wanted to see through, but mm. the the biggest thing was also not deluding myself into thinking that I have like all the time and then also all the ability to sort of see things through because generally there are certain things that I tend to gravitate towards that I prefer doing mm. and then vice versa, like the friends and like the people that I have surrounding me mm. also have certain preferences for like what, what it is that they like doing this. So mm. I think for me, it is pretty much just getting myself to a point where it's like, how do you get something to work on the basis of mutual interest? Though? So mm. 
um, because I don't enjoy doing like the marketing stuff or yeah. like like the organizational stuff in terms of like having to mm. you know go back and forth with the emails and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. someone that I might know <laughs> that essentially doesn't mind yeah, that. Though. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah, why yeah. not expedite that process mm. by you know mm. offloading it to someone else? Mm. So um, the the sort of perspective that I have on that is always that um, even if you don't necessarily think you need help mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that you you shouldn't take it though and wow. and the way i, I kind of look at it is mm. at some point in time it could be that you might need this person if it, and and you shouldn't necessarily disregard the assistance just because you can't see it in the moment though and okay. i think especially building things at the start it's going to be very difficult to get everyone sold into like your way of thinking or like your yeah. motivation towards something though mm-hmm. so i think the journey at the start is rather lonesome because you are, you know, filled with ideas. You want to do everything, and then everyone else is pretty much just tagging along because they're like mm. wanting to assist you along. Yeah. This though. But I think with time, obviously, as um, you know, things tend to thicken up, mm-hmm. um, you'll need you'll need a lot more assistance. And I think if then if you haven't sort of surrounded yourself with people that could support you, it's going to become very difficult to now sell them firstly into the idea, knowing mm. that they weren't there from inception, and then also secondly, um, just to kind of get them to a point where they are willing to sort of give up their time to kind of assist them. So I would say support is crucial, even if you can't see it necessarily at, mm. at that point in time. Okay. Okay. Let's take the point that he made, right? He said, um, if you need support, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Let's create that scenario. You don't get support for STL. Do you stop or do you move? So it, I don't think stopping is, is, is an option. So okay. Okay. It is irrespective of. I, okay. I think you'll always find a way to do it. Though, but I, I almost think the idea of you not needing anyone is, is almost like this. Uh, I don't like it. it, it prideful. It, it prideful. It also like deluded though. Because because <laughs> think of think of any any major business. That, <laughs> yeah, and, that's and true. Obviously, like not not to knock your friend in any way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a, any major. I think business. it's. I think this is the only time where we can mention names. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Don't drop a So I think if anything, well, like if if you're looking long term, th- there's no ways in which you can do anything by yourself. Then I mm. think it's just a point of having to understand that that you know assistance is not a bad thing. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't mean that you're weak or less than though. It just yeah. means that you, um, as I said, like have opened yourself up enough to understand that there are either certain holes or. Um, you know certain duties that you understand that you can't mm. necessarily fulfill to the best of your ability mm. and perhaps someone else could assist you along that though mm. and i think if anything um if you focus more on the things that i think you're good at mm-hmm. um that might be more beneficial in the end though. so that's mm. pretty much the the perspective that i have surrounding that yeah. okay so that guy was wrong cool the thing is that it's a debate bro it's a Man, debate it's there's, there's no right or wrong answers yeah okay so like we've ventured out into things um that have not panned out to the outcome that we had yeah. previsioned, right? Yeah. yeah, we won't mention names. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we won't mention names. You can, you, you can mention ideas, it's okay. Yeah, okay. I, th- I think you've so, seen things. <laughs> we've seen things. So, um, but I was thinking back to myself in hindsight that there's this like famous quote, it says, uh, it's by uh, Sean Carter. He says, the genius thing that we did is that we didn't stop. Like simply that, like he's like the most genius thing we actually did is that we didn't stop. So now I think to myself, the ideas that we actually had um, that didn't pan out, 
would you say how would you distinguish those things that pan out and don't pan out how would you distinguish the difference between okay this is a stumbling block like i've completely stumbled here or this is a complete failure or this is a challenge how do you distinguish between the fact of okay i have to continue this is just a, a challenge that i have to overcome or okay i failed i failed let me let this go let me let this out of my hands so how do you separate those two ideas of failures and a challenge yo it's actually a really good question mm. So I, I think for me, it's, it's pretty much just uh, one word, which is like perspective. And how I, how I kind of look at things is that I don't think you could fail at something unless you stop doing whatever that thing is. Though. So okay. as long as you are still sort of pursuing something in some, some regard or, or to some capacity, then mm -hmm. I still do believe that you are succeeding at said thing. Though. So mm -hmm. um, I think for me, it, it is never so much about, as I said, like the, the money aspect, like I think that will come later on with time. But I think it's more about understanding people and also understanding what sort of value proposition that you could potentially bring forward. Though. And it could just be that, you know, whatever it is that you perhaps thought would work, didn't necessarily work. And mm -hmm. that was evident by like how the market responded to you though so mm -hmm. i think the, the biggest thing is just kind of looking into why exactly you're doing what you're doing and then also looking at what those those outcomes sort of provide in terms of the perspective that you now have though because okay. um, i think if you undertake anything with the sort of thought that anything that comes beyond whatever you're doing is is greater than um you know the satisfaction or joy that you get from doing it then i think you'll you'll go through it like like wastefully though so if you assume that you know starting this business is going to mean that i'm going to be you know the jeff the, the next jeff Bezos Basically, or the yeah. next next elon musk mm -hmm. and i'm gonna make a ton of money like mm -hmm. yes maybe that could be the case though but i think if anything you'll you'll miss i think key markers along the way which is pretty much the, the sort of person you have to become along the way to kind of get to that though so mm -hmm. i think it's a small but just about perspective though. i mm -hmm. think if anything you don't know what will work though so why not just put yourself out there and i think there's there's actually like a Bible verse that alludes to that, which is um, actually not even too sure where exactly it's from. Or, mm. or I'm, I'm probably going to misquote it, but it's something mm. to the effect of, uh, so you see it in the morning and withhold not your hand at night, for you know not which will prosper, this mm. or that, or whether both alike will be good. It sort of speaks to the idea of, like, you don't know what the, the, the will of God is, and you don't know, you know, the plans that he has for your life. Though. And mm. I think if anything... Oftentimes we think that, you know, the ideas and things that we have is based on, you know, our own personal intellect yeah. instead of things that could have been planted. And that's why the thing is, it's like if these things come to you, it is a blessing to be able to sort of see things through because you don't know what will prosper. It could be that you have two ideas and both of them do really well. It could be that you have one idea, only one does well as mm. compared to the other, or none of the two does well at all. But mm. the person you become as a result of having pursued that is mm. so much greater than, you mm. know, not having done anything at all. Though. Mm. So... I think it's more just the perspective that you hold as to what exactly these things represent to you. And I think that's that's always like the way I like to think of it though. So mm -hmm. it's not so much about like the challenges and the stumbling blocks, but just more how you sort of see things panning out and then also what it represents to you as mm -hmm. as, as the person you kind of are wanting to become at the end of all of this. Okay. So you're saying regardless of a perceived failure or perceived success, there is things to draw from both. And it's not necessarily the end all be all so you're saying even with failure you can take whatever you've gathered through that journey and apply it somewhere else yeah wow. and but, but but the thing is also i want to be very careful to not speak on behalf of of everyone else because mm. obviously i can only speak on mm. like, stl thought yeah plug plug again <laughs> subscribe to stl personal, thought. personal experiences <laughs> but um 
I, I think the obviously would be certain instances that would justify you or, or implications of failure being a lot a lot more um, you know harsh mm. and, and and what I mean by that is obviously for, for us seeing as we don't have any sort of commitments in terms of um, you know having to look after kids um, mm. you know having a household that essentially is dependent on the money that we make on a month-to-month basis mm-hmm. so I think if anything seeing as we are still in what I'd say is the prime of our youth mm. why not use the time that you have available to mm. you where if you were to you know use whatever savings you had and completely mess it up yeah like at the end of the day like how, how bad is it really going to be yeah. knowing that the implications aren't as severe though mm. so I would say that there are genuine instances where you likely could justify um, the implications of failure but I think just based on like the stages of our lives now I don't think there's, there's anything big enough that I think should kind of hold us back from wanting to pursue certain things wow looking at your own self just looking at your own character what do you feel personally in you and you'd feel just like in terms of characteristic traits what do you believe are let me say traits that are generally usable or traits that are beneficial in starting what do you feel that you yourself looking at yourself and just looking at things you've started what do you feel that you actually in terms of character what do you need to have to be good at starting things and carrying them through so I'd probably say in terms of uh, characteristic trait, mm-hmm. blind optimism would probably be okay. probably be like a, mm-hmm. a, a trait that I'd say you, sh- you should gravitate towards and okay. not blind in the sense of ignoring answers, mm-hmm. but blind in the sense of understanding that the people that you likely will be around haven't necessarily walked the path that you're wanting to walk through. So it's mm-hmm. very difficult for you know someone that hasn't necessarily you know been through or done what it is that you are sort of trying to do to mm. sort of assist you and and most time people it, it, I think it is human nature to sort of uh, you know attempt to look out for people and saying that okay maybe this thing might not necessarily pan out or mm. whatever but I, I think most of the in, the feedback that we get from people um, I think is based on their sort of their fears projected on, onto us though. so okay. I think optimism in a sense that you see that this could potentially pan out but then also objectivity and understanding that you obviously will get answers along the way and mm. then you should you should kind of shift and and uh direct your your, your steps on the basis of, of those answers is that faith it is faith it's faith it, it is faith I so don't, the I character don't, i don't yeah. know why I, I needed to yeah i don't know yeah <laughs> it's faith you need to have faith mm. to be a starter that is yeah. hectic but the, but then also what i would say is um because starting is so difficult, you have to find the easiest entry point for yourself. Mm, literally, what um, we spoke about. And and I think, uh, I think just not to plug anyone's podcast. <laughs> oh dang! Mm. But if I were, you know, someone from the outside, mm. um, just sort of sitting in on this conversation now, and I, mm. I had aspirations of starting a podcast because mm. I'm I'm an avid consumer of, you know self-help personal development mm. um and all those sorts of things i've obviously seen like major podcast setups and things though so mm. the assumption that i would have is that you need somewhat of like a studio you need like decent chairs like yeah. a nice table yeah. cool mics mm. and maybe like some sort of sound blocking equipment mm-hmm. and all these things mm-hmm. and for me it's like the mental leap for what it would take me to get started is so big whereas yeah. if i were perhaps like a fly on the wall just looking at you know, you know the two of us sitting in like a coffee shop yeah with like mics that probably cost no more than like uh, don't don't expose us <laughs> this is high equipment guys this is <laughs> yeah so it's, it's pretty much just about i think realizing that oftentimes the the barriers that we have is not um you know big enough mm. 
to deter us from actually trying things though. And mm. I think if anything, if, if, if my assumption about something was that I would need to first have, um, you know, certain equipment or yeah. things that I don't necessarily have mm. access to at the moment, mm. it would be very difficult though. So I would probably say try starting out anything that you're going to be doing at the lowest entry point or trying to find uh, examples mm. of uh, whatever you're wanting to do. Um, as like the, the the lowest entry point and mm. from the work your way up you'll sort of work your way up yeah because wow. I, I think if anything it, it's it's more about also trying to establish whether or not whatever you're embarking on is indeed for you though so yeah. i think if you maybe did have the means to like do this whole major podcast setup and stuff mm. maybe dumped say 100k into it yeah. and you know two months down the line you found out that you know podcasting isn't necessarily for you but you maybe enjoy consuming the yeah. content though. now yeah. that means it's you know, 100k that could have been used elsewhere. Though. Mm. So I would say, as I said, entry point is the most important. Get familiar territory, get exactly. familiar ground, and then if it is generally the idea that you envision for yourself yeah. once you're in it, then build on from there. So it, it's it's more just about um, understanding what it is that you're wanting, but then also giving yourself the most opportunity to try as many things as possible yeah. because you don't know what you'll end up enjoying or what you'll as end you up said, liking. As you said. Uh, I think the the more opportunities you have to actually start and start things and and kind of build on certain things, the mm. I think the closer you'll get to uncovering or finding something that actually genuinely like you that you genuinely gravitate towards yeah. and, and that you enjoy. Though I actually mentioned the things that we uh, the things that I research on what actually holds people back from starting things, uh, and so we we spoke about the first one. I think the first one I mentioned was that perfectionist mentality mm. that you have to have everything in order that everything has to be perfect that you have to you know be at the highest level before you actually embark on something but the biggest the biggest 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 and i think it's very common everybody knows this was just the fear of failure like people are just in however you envision it the the fear of you not succeeding in what you envisioned and the goals that you set for yourself is what hinders people you know it it almost seems like such a mental leap that you have to make to say okay regardless of however this goes like let me just start so for you how have you battled through the possibility of what you're embarking not being successful it's actually because it just occurred to me now mm -hmm. that um the reason why i'm probably so comfortable with uh something not necessarily panning out might have been because of all the little small failures that we had prior to really so awesome. when, like when I, when I think about it though so i had quite a few like little ideas and things that i had um things that didn't necessarily pan out so for me it's not so much about the failure representing me as a person or like me being inadequate in my ability to do something but just mm -hmm. whether or not this actually worked out for me mm -hmm. and also whether or not it is something that i should continue like pursuing though so mm -hmm. i think a lot of the ideas that I had prior to um, that haven't necessarily panned out, um, I'm not upset about because I think it sort of has given me useful insight in terms of, um, you know, how well certain things were received, maybe mm. like uh, selling skills, mm. um, understanding how to interact with, um, you know, certain people. Mm. So I think if anything, it's not so much about um, the failure, I think, that that well, I don't think the failure would be that big a deterrent mm -hmm. if you've given yourself opportunities to fail prior to though. Because I mean, mm. if, if for example, let's just say I'm I'm in um, the podcasting space now, mm. um, my personality is generally that I am more reserved, but I enjoy having intellectual conversations, mm. Mm. and I've never really put myself out to such an extent where I've 
actually failed at a few things before. Mm. And because of the fact that I believe in this idea so strongly, I put it out there and the reception from others is not necessarily what I expected it to be. Okay. I think that'll be much more of a knock at, at me. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll take it a lot more personal mm-hmm. if it is that I didn't have prior things that I've done before though. Mm. And I think if anything, it's, it's, it's pretty much just about understanding what failure sort of represents mm-hmm. and then just i think using it as as fuel as opposed to an an objective truth about mm, about you, you as a person though so mm. i think i think at, at, at the end of the day i think it's more perspective though but also i think at times i'm too optimistic about certain yeah, things yeah, yeah. I should be this like, is okay. gonna work <laughs> this this one is gonna work <laughs> others have failed but this one this one is gonna work because um Honestly, okay so basically what enough. what you're saying is that what builds you up and what builds you up to the tolerance of actually embarking on more things is the failures that that is the is the knowing the knowing of of the of the effect of the consequences not really having any sort of wow okay so you're saying the fear of failure in itself is overcome by failure exactly that is crazy Okay, so we're saying the fear of failure is overcome by failure, by realizing that failure is not as bad as your mind perceives it to be. Interesting. Interesting. Um, The last question. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't a journal formula. Maybe there is for you. Maybe there is for me. Maybe it's personal. Um, But from your perspective, what is the formula for starting? What is the general, your mind, in terms of your mindset, in terms of things that you immerse yourself in, in terms of your actions themselves, what has that been for you, that formula? And if there is a formula, a general formula for, for everyone. So I, I, I think the, the journey, irrespective of what it is that you are doing, I think is unique to everyone. So I think how everyone kind of internalizes and... Um, you know, systemizes how they go through starting certain things or what certain things sort of represent. It, it kind of is unique though. So I don't think there is one general formula, but one, like a, a couple of themes that I, I can probably trace back to everything that I've done before is that I normally try to firstly find something that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as I said, try to find like the lowest access point in terms of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that no- normally that's maybe trying to see um, you know, someone that's on the ground and perhaps doing it, what they are doing, mm-hmm. and then trying to see if that is something that firstly interests me. Because at the end of the day, it's like understanding that if you say yes to something, you're essentially saying no to everything else that could have taken its place there. Yeah. So you have to actually understand that you're going to have to be giving up your time and potentially sacrificing, uh, you know, time with other family, with friends yeah. or certain people yeah. in in, uh, in the hopes of seeing something through there. So, so calculate your cost. Exactly. That's the one. Calculate the cost. Exactly that. Though. So... Uh, I, th- I think those were the, the, the two biggest ones that I sort of looked into. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think the, the biggest thing for me also was, um, and something that uh, my mom actually introduced me to a speaker called. Oh, we're shouting out mom. Uh, Everybody else, we don't shout them out. But mom, we're going to shout them out. So, we? so uh, right. she actually uh, introduced me to, not uh, physically, but mm. um, a, a speaker by the name of Les Brown. So okay. he's like a motivational speaker. Um, and one thing that he says is, or, or that I've sort of, uh, stolen from him is that uh, you have to have a statement that allows you to keep a certain degree of integrity with yourself. Okay. So it's like when things get hard, and and they will get hard. Mm. It's like what are you going to say to yourself that sort of justifies 
kind of getting mm. over an obstacle though because mm. i think at the start also because we are so filled with emotion we we don't necessarily see how difficult things can essentially get mm-hmm. you know as time kind of goes on especially if things aren't necessarily panning out as you kind of envision though so mm-hmm. like another sort of statement that i normally have is don't think about what you can do but think about what your idea can do mm. and it's like just repeating simple affirmations or simple things to yourself that kind of reaffirms why you do what you're doing. Why you even started, yeah. Yeah, kind of, I think, is, is, is like the, the driving force behind um, what could essentially, you know, be the reason why you potentially stop something or, you know, just give it a bit more time to see it through to kind of see where it, where it goes through. Mm. So I, I think, if anything, that's probably what I'd leave you with um, mm. in terms of what <coughs> I've found to, to be pretty useful for me along my journey. Okay, then... As the last and final statement in uh, in this conversation, in pushing someone to actually start the the, the assignment that they feel in their heart, the dream that they have, uh, the pursuits that they want to go to, one last final word about it. Sure. Okay, this is this is going to be profound. So okay, you, you, we're ready. You, you better listen we're ready. to this. I'm lifting. Okay. We're ready. Two words. Two words. Just start. <laughs>